0: Have a seat. Let me add my welcome to you, uh, to that of Steve's. Uh, great to have you with us uh, this evening. Steve's already kind of welcomed you to January. We've been in January for nine whole days now. I don't know, on your, your top 12 months, does January rank? Anyone put it at top? Number one, anyone vote? we have got one, we have got one, okay. I suspect it's, it's pretty low down on most most of our rankings. It certainly is for me. Um, I think January is is the month of the year with uh, the infamous Blue Monday. And the depressing thing is we haven't even got there yet. Uh, Apparently it's the third Monday of January, so it'll be the 17th this year. Um, Apparently it's the most depressing day of the year, something to look forward to. Uh, Days are short still. It's cold. Credit card bills start landing. Uh, Christmas feels a long way off. New Year's resolutions feel broken. Payday feels even further away. I did a bit of digging into this. It felt a bit, is Blue Monday a real thing? Turns out it was invented quite recently, about 2005, by a holiday company. Very clever, I see what they were doing there. And it's true, isn't it? We do it, January, we think about summer holiday. We want something to look forward to. Uh, And uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? we, want, we want, you know, January's hard work, let's get some, something, something on the horizon line, let's, let's get holidays books. So you might be holding off though the last couple of years, you know, never quite know what's going to happen, maybe you're, you're holding off, but I'm pretty sure everybody here, I've never met somebody yet who doesn't like holidays, uh, just with the people you're with, I want you just to share where is the best place to go on holiday, where's the best place to go on holiday and why? Where's the best place to go on holiday and why? Just with the people around you, feel free just to chat for two minutes. Best place to go on holiday and why is it the best place? I'm going to uh, begin to call us uh, back together. It just shows, isn't it, how animated the conversation has got so quickly. We all, love a, we all love a holiday. Where's the best place to go on holiday? Come on, give me some suggestions. Iceland. Woo! Why Iceland. It's beautiful, magnificent. I've never been there, seen some photos. Amazing, amazing. Anyone, anyone want to anyone take Iceland and, and, and raise it? Venice. Venice. Uh, anyone want to take Venice and raise it with something else? Yeah, yeah? Oh, we've got one right over here, we'll come back. Portugal. I didn't quite catch the place. Valentatio. Look it up on Google when you get home. Might cheekily book a holiday there. Anyone else want to chip in? at the back here. Pardon? Ash Ash-Kadish. Outer Hebrides. Why? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're into your golf, that's the place to go. Okay, okay. So maybe you're kind of come away today with some uh, ideas for holiday destinations. First of all, you're all wrong. Clearly, it's the Lake District. It's the most wonderful place in the earth—mountains and lakes—and oh, so walking and running and rain—and it's wonderful. Yeah, do you know what? I've never actually had a properly rainy holiday in the Lake District. Controversial, I know. There we go. Why are we thinking about holidays? Well, as I said, I don't think. I've met somebody who doesn't like a holiday, which means we get talking about the places we want to go. It's a subject that we get easily get excited about. It's a subject we easily get animated about. We can give good reasons, strong reasons why. And judging by some of the reasons uh, you've just shared uh, of the, where the best places to go on holiday are, are that kind of enthusiasm, that excitement, begins to, I guess it begins to bubble over and you start to get animated. And if you're Brian, you're almost singing of how good Venice is true of lots of things, isn't it, that we get excited and animated about? School lines, TV box sets, viral TikTok videos, photos of new babies, grandchildren, food we've eaten, places we've visited, new gadgets we've got for Christmas, books we've read, and our enthusiasm spills out, and it spills out to others, doesn't it? These things are too great to keep quiet about. And something captures us, we sing its praise, and we share it with others. And at the beginning of 2022, we're going to spend a few minutes in Psalm 96. I guess for our hearts and our minds to be reminded, that as good as holidays are, actually God is the one who's greater. God is too great to keep quiet about. That's what we're going to see in Psalm 96 this evening. God is too great to keep quiet about. And as we look at Psalm 96, which we will hear read in a moment, I think the Holy Spirit will ask two questions of us. First one is, are we singing at the start of this new year? And secondly, are we leading others to sing? And after that, um, Rob's going to share a little bit about our priorities, the three big things uh, for us at St. Luke's Church this year. Uh, So let's take a moment to hear from the Bible, from Psalm 96. Uh, And Brian is going to come and read that for us.
1: Page 602 brings us to Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant, and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will will judge the world in righteousness, and the peoples in his faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord.
0: I love how the writer of this psalm just gets to the point quickly. There's no uh, subtlety with what they want those who have this psalm to do. We, we get them the, the opening verse is sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. And then that singing is expected to, prayerfully expected to, just get louder and louder as the... All the nations and the whole earth are invited to join in and and we land in those final verses with with that prayerful expectation that all of creation will be praising and worshipping God. Back in July 2020, um, after the first sort of big lockdown that we had because of COVID, we did a, a survey of the church congregations um, just to kind of get a feel for where people were at, having not met in person for, for many months. And I think one of the questions was uh, when people would feel comfortable being back into the, the church building. And one of the, the, the kind of highest chosen answers, and I guess it surprised me, and I don't know why it surprised me, perhaps it shouldn't have, uh, was people saying when we can sing together again. Remember those days when we were meeting and we couldn't sing? They were hard, weren't they? Maybe it says something about who we are as St. Luke's, so that we really value it. Um, but actually, singing is, is, is so important to the Christian life, isn't it? And I distinctly remember, it must be Easter 2021, where we were allowed to sing again. Uh, and I, I can't remember if it was the first time we'd done this, but we went outside. Uh, and amongst the gravestains proclaimed the resurrection. Thine be the glory. It was a, a highlight of my year. Uh, maybe, maybe it was for you. It, maybe something else was. It felt really special. But wherever you find Christians, from all around the world, in every kind of culture, every different kind of culture you can imagine, you will find people who sing. And in the, in the Bible, I think there's something like 50, 50 moments where God's people are just told straight up to sing. A bit like the start of this psalm. And I guess... Therefore, that maybe the first question the Holy Spirit is asking of us this evening is Are we singing? Are we singing? There is something unique about singing, how it connects with the whole of who we are. You know, when you're properly singing, not just sort of humming away or kind of singing along, but your mind's on something else, when you're really in that moment, it involves all of who you are. Maybe you remember what Jesus answered when he was asked what the most important commandment was. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your understanding, all your strength. And singing somehow does that for us in one way. So Psalm 96, we get this invitation to be singing. But for that singing to be part of a whole life of worship, a whole life of worship involves singing... But there are also going to be plenty of times when we're not physically singing, but there's still a soundtrack to our lives, to every single part of our lives. That's why we we read on. Um, So take verses 7 and 8. We read, Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. To ascribe means to recognize and to respond to who God truly is. In verse 8, it talks about bringing that offering to God. And as the people of Jesus, we know that to mean not just a small token of something, but all of us, our entire lives, the entirety of who we are. So it involves our singing. It involves the words that we speak. It involves our attitudes towards others, Uh, others at school, where we live, at college, uh, at work. It's to do with those everyday small decisions that we just don't think are that important. It involves our choices of what we choose to do with our time, how we spend time on our Sundays. It involves the big life decisions we make. It involves when we choose to work hard rather than just doing the bare minimum in a bad mood. It involves the priorities that we make with our cash. It's when we choose to encourage rather than to put down. It's it's where our thought life goes, where our thoughts take us. It's how we relate to those who are different to us. These things will show what we think is great, what or who we are singing about, what the soundtrack of our lives are. That's the question I think the Holy Spirit is putting us before us this evening is, are we singing? And it might be that as you heard Psalm 96 read, it struck a chord with you. It feels kind of the place where you are right now. Or perhaps actually you feel like you're, you're singing, but you're singing quietly. Or you're kind of having to choose to sing because actually you're feeling spiritually tired and weary. Or perhaps this, this psalm with its building celebration and joy just feels like it doesn't really connect with life as you're expe- experiencing it right now on a dark, cold, coverty kind of January evening. But as reliably as ever, the, the Bible gets, because God gets where all of us are. And so this psalm doesn't just tell us to sing. It gives us reasons to sing, Two reasons to sing. Two reasons why God is too good to keep quiet about. The first one comes at the end of verse 5. You've got your Bibles open, you can see it. It just says, but the Lord made the heavens. God is too great to keep quiet about because he is the one who's made the heavens. The point the psalmist is making with this line is, God, the God of the Bible, is not just one God amongst many. He is the true, living, real, authentic God. He's the one who made the heavens. I know one of the the hard things about January is it's just dark lots of the time. But actually, when it's dark and it's a clear night, take the opportunity to, to look up and see the stars. That's God's handiwork. Our God is not a God of a particular group of people. Well God is not just a God of a one particular planet. Our God, this God of Psalm 96, is is the God who made the entire universe, the corners of which we still are discovering. There's no one like him. Well, there's plenty of other things that we try and fit into God's place as, as a race of people. Well, the Bible calls idols, false gods. I guess wrong soundtracks to life. Things that we try and build our lives on and in the words of Jesus discover that they're sand and not rock. Things God has made and given to us that we try and replace God the the maker of heavens with. We're told verse 6, splendor and majesty are before God. Strength and glory are his. There's a kind of power and beauty and it's probably no surprise then when, particularly in the Old Testament, when we read people encountering God. what do they do? They, they fall down. They go face down. They hide themselves. So awesome is he. And yet this is the same God who in Jesus willingly gave, it will set that aside to come to us, to meet us to find us, to serve us, to save us, to make himself known to us, to give us life, that we no longer have to hide from him, but instead can be known by him and loved by him. God is too good to keep quiet about. He's, he's the maker of heavens. Are we singing? God is too good and too great to keep quiet about. A second reason for that, from Psalm 96, that comes verse 10. The Lord reigns say among the nations the Lord reigns when the world and our lives feel out of control none of that is beyond God's knowledge or his control see verse 10 continues the world is firmly established it cannot be moved So, so does that mean all the outrageous things we see going on and the hard things that we experience in our lives well God just lets happen and doesn't really care Well, notice that verse 10 isn't finished, is it? Because it goes on, he will judge the peoples with equity. There is good news. God reigns, the Lord reigns. Every wrong, every hurt in this world, in our lives and in our lives, will one day be put right. There will be justice for every injustice. Every reason to weep will be gone and every tear will be wiped away. The world put right. And I think that's why in the final verses, we have this sort of sense of the whole of creation that groans now, longing for the redemption that's to come. Celebrating, praising, and worshiping God, the one who reigns. And because of Jesus, as God's people now, we get a head start in this worship, in this singing. The Lord who reigns and who will judge came in Jesus first to save, to deal with the injustice, injustices we are responsible for, I am responsible for, for the hurts that we cause, for the wrongs that we've lived out, for the, the tears that we've caused. God is too good to keep quiet about. He made the heavens and he reigns. Are you singing? Are we singing? perhaps your reflection is you're finding it hard to sing it's difficult what can i just give you a little encouragement we'll hear a little bit more about this uh, later on but why not come along to hope explored Uh, think about the hope that is at the heart of the christian faith tune your heart again to the greatness of god well this psalm commands us to sing but it's never done with God twisting our arms behind our backs to force us, giving us no choice. You see, Psalm 96 expects us as God's people to sing, to be living out a whole life of worship because because God is too great to keep quiet about. And this is something that is contagious. Yesterday um, was out having a bit of time with the family we were um, walking up and down the new walk in town if you know it by um, kind of we were just coming up to the car park by uh, victoria park uh, and then so- we suddenly had this this sound and it absolutely caught my attention i heard several thousand people singing along robbie you ready roger are you ready to this I found myself doing this. Why? What, what, why was I hearing several thousand people fade in? Now you can fade in. Well, Harvey Barnes just scored Leicester's third goal in the third I round again. Uh, hey. It was Watford 4 1 in the end, wasn't it? Uh, and we were out there, we could hear the cheers, we could hear everyone go. Da, 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 da. It, oh. I tell you what, in that moment, the sound, it grabbed my attention, and if I'm honest, it's a sound I wanted to be part of. Maybe it's just a catchy tune, but I, don't, I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that, isn't it? Whatever our circumstances, whatever your circumstances, are, your, God is too good to keep quiet about. When our song, when we are singing, because we know how great God is, when that is the soundtrack of our life, it declares and it displays God's greatness, and it will get people's attention. And for some around us, it will be something that they want to know more about, something that they want to be part of. So if the first question the Holy Spirit is asking us this evening, are we singing? The second is, are we leading others to sing? Psalm 96, the horizon line of it is as wide as possible. There is a drumbeat in all of this psalm. All peoples, all nations, all the earth, God is too great to keep quiet about. God is too good to keep to ourselves. For God's Old Testament people, this was huge. This was going beyond themselves. This was going beyond their boundaries of the, uh, you know, the boundaries of the Promised Land, into the, into the people who weren't Jews, to the Gentiles. And perhaps we think we're we're beyond that now. Followers of Jesus all around the world, and yet I think it continues to be a massive thing for us as God's people here in Thirdby uh, today, going beyond ourselves. Going beyond our fairly comfortable community of people we like and people who on the whole are quite like us. Going beyond the boundaries of our building, going beyond the boundaries of our local community, and I pray in time, over the boundaries of our country. Are we singing? Are we leading others to sing? And in a moment, Rob's just going to share a little bit more about what that looks like for us as St. Luke's in 2022, but God is too great to keep quiet about, Uh, and so we're going to take a moment now uh, to sing, so I'm going to invite the uh, band uh, to come and get ready. God is too great to keep quiet
2: about. Do please have a seat um, just for a moment. I'm going to suggest that the band doesn't sit too far away because I'm only going to be um, uh, three or four minutes, and then we're going to continue praising the Lord together. As Tom said, uh, we're called to be people, aren't we, who sing the praises of God, who sing a new song, a song that is in our hearts. We're called to be those who enable others to sing a new song too. And at this time, at the start of a new year, it seemed a good thing for us just to be um, laying out some of the key things. That we're looking forward to in 2022. Uh, The vision that we have, if you like, as a church. If you're on the PCC or have been in uh, various meetings, you'll have heard me say these things before. And they're on the cards, uh, which you should have got as you came in this evening. And I'd love you all to take one of these away with you. If you haven't got one, there's plenty over on the side near the door, and I think there's some on the table on that side as well. Uh, three things that we are particularly focusing on at St Luke 's for this year, all of them we 've talked about many times before. Uh, the first one is to plant uh, to plant a, a new congregation in Thurmiston uh, with Steve um, leading that, uh, so that people might know the Lord for themselves, uh, those who don 't know him yet, and others would grow in their knowledge of Him. Now, I know some of you have already been praying about this, having conversations with Steve or with myself. Uh, Boldly, I'm praying that we might, we might be able to form a team of 30 people uh, to be part of a, a congregation to, to begin in the autumn in Thermostain. It's a big ask, as I said this morning, uh, but we are praying to a God who is able to do amazing things. That's number one. Uh, the second one is about building. It's after all these years about finally we, we pray and we trust to be, being able to build the hub community cafe as a place of connection here in our village, uh, as a place where people can meet, and we're able to reach out to our community in all kinds of ways, seeking to, to meet people's needs. Again, I know this has uh, been on many of your hearts, some for quite a long time now, uh, praying in 2022 that this will be uh, the year when uh, the spades go into the ground and it begins to be a reality. Again, it's been a, it's been a very big project. It is a big project. Um, but we're trusting in a great God. And thirdly, uh, our third priority for 2022 is to grow our work with families and young people uh, and with children. Um, We know, don't we, I said this this morning, there's frequently in the Bible a real emphasis in passing on the good news of what God has done to the next generation. Tell your children and your children's children. Uh, We also know, I guess many of us, that uh, in the majority of churches in England today, there are no young people and children. And also that um, here at St Luke's over the last couple of years, um, the parts of our ministry that have probably been hit the hardest by the pandemic have been our work with children and young people in many ways. So I want to say we make no apology for making this an absolute priority in 2022. Um, This is not to say that all the other things that happen in the life of the church are not also important. And uh, praise the Lord for all those groups that are taking place in other aspects of church life. Uh, But... Uh, these young ones matter to the Lord, and so that's our third priority and part of our vision for the year. Um, just two things to bear in mind. I've kind of said the, the first one there already, that the, these are our three big things as a church. It's not to say there won't be other things going on as well, and if you're involved in vitality or in home groups or at Sunday teas or whatever it might be in church life, um, then I'm really pleased to hear that. But I'm conscious that these three things are things for the whole church. And so the second thing to say about them is that uh, none of these will will happen if just one or two people pick them up. They all depend on us pulling together as God's people here in this place. You know, when it comes to to planting in Thermiston, the question isn't who's going to go and do this. It's who will go and plant and who will stay and build up the ministry here, uh, even as a planting team goes. Um, As we build and I trust open the hub It's going to affect everything about how we operate, I think, as a church in lots of ways, and especially how we relate to those in our community. And again, our children's and young people's work isn't just about those who are parents or leaders of Connect or explorers or whatever it might be. It's a ministry which we need to own together as God's people here in this place. So uh, I think these are really exciting things, uh, as Tom said, at the same time as being quite challenging things. Uh, Please take the cards away. Um, Put them somewhere where you will remember to pray this year because if everyone in our church family is praying for these things, I believe God will do amazing things. So maybe put it in your Bible where you'll see it every day um, or stick it on your bedside table, on your fridge, wherever is visible to you and pray. And secondly, can I encourage all of us to be asking ourselves, Lord, in this year, where does my story fit into what you're doing uh, in the wider world? And we may be surprised as we find how God answers our prayers in our own lives before in other places as well.